Hi, and welcome to the Garland of Crowns, a celestial journey. I am your host, Teresa Bowen, and I'm so grateful that you have joined me on this cosmic expedition into the mysteries of the Maseroth. And mysteries indeed. We have um, so many things happening this um, December 2020. We are uh, at December 12th, 2020, which is 12-12-2020. We have the 12s arcing. We are in a portal. This day is a portal. Don't let this day pass you by without understanding that you are literally sitting in a portal that is beginning to manifest on the earth a new aeon of time. We entered that in 2012. For those of us at Gates of Zion, it was 2009. But here we are, our entire planet is coming into a new aeon of time. Um, We also have December 13th, 14th, and 15th, the Geminids meteor showers. The peak of them... um, is the 13th, 14th, and 15th. Also, December 14th, we have the new moon and a total solar eclipse. Now, if you followed any of Sir Isaac Newton's revelations that he has concerning eclipses, solar eclipses, you'll find that when the sun darkens, that we transition and we change rulers on this earth. Um, So not only are natural rulers and governments changing, but you have to understand the angelic and the heavenly host. Everything is changing on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is changing, having a changing of the guard. Earth is having a changing of the guard um, the Schumann resonance, resonance, the vibration of the earth is increased. So therefore, humanity's vibration and frequency has increased this year. Everything has escalated and we are at the peak of a complete and total change. A new aeon, the entire earth and the entire cosmos and heaven. It's all just going into this new vibration. Um, December 21st is our solstice where the sun reaches its most southern peak or path in the sky and the south pole of the earth tilts towards the sun. So we understand that's the first day of winter for the northern hemisphere and the first day of summer for the southern hemisphere. Also on December 21st at the solstice, we have a rare great conjunction. Jupiter and Saturn will be in conjunction for a a once-in-a-lifetime astronomical event. December 21st and 22nd, we have the peak of the Ursids meteor shower. The Ursids are, um, you know, the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper, commonly known. Um, And also December 30th, we have a full moon, the cold moon or the long night's moon before the Yule. So you can see there is a lot happening. 
So we have um, not very many days left in 2020 and um, not many days until the powerful solstice, the great conjunction in the age of Aquarius. This Saturn-Jupiter conjunction is happening in the age of Aquarius. Earth is moving into the sign of Aquarius after 2000. 160 years we've been in the sign of Pisces the fish where we've had this Christian era that um, we've lived in this lower bandwidth and um, as we began in 2009 and 2012 to bring all of humanity and even Christianity the sons of God into this higher dimension and higher vibration of ascending into the heavens and we understand that the constellations are the 12 houses of Jacob and that we're to live above the sun moon and stars and these are just signs and um, storehouses for the word of God um, uh, that they they sing forth they tell the story of the promise to humanity of God's blessing. And we understand that this sign of Aquarius, the water bearer, the pouring forth, his name, uh, the the seat or the Hebrew root for this um, house of Reuben is Dalet, Lamed, Yod. So the door of the shepherd's rod, the door of teaching, of guiding and learning, is transitioning us quickly to transverse and transmute and begin momentous, long-lasting changes. His name, Reuben Aquarius, this house of Aquarius is pouring forth of spiritual blessing. It's rising and sending. So that seat, that Dalet, that Lamed, the Yod is the seat that we sit in the house of Reuben, the firstborn who had the blessing of preeminence and predominance and that he would not die, that Kaye Olam blessing. And yes, all the sons of Jacob had their issues, but we're talking here about the blessing. We know how to focus on the issues. We all have issues. We all live in issues. You can think about issues 24 seven if you want to, but in this new aeon, Yahweh is moving us to think on these things, things that are lovely, that are true, that are, are of honor, of virtue, of a good report, think on these things. And as a man thinks um, in his heart, so is he. And as from the heart, the mouth speaks. So let's think on the blessing, the pouring forth of spiritual blessing of preeminence, predominance, and um, Kayeolam, never dying. How about that? The decans um, in the house of Reuben, are the fish, the southern fish, drinking in the water from the urn. So we were in that um, earth time of Pisces, the fish. We're now in the earth time of um, Aquarius, the house of Reuben. 
you know, the, the Pisces, that, um, that did not, none of the tribes of Israel carried that banner, so to speak. Um, it was over Simeon and um, Levi, I believe it was. Um, so we have so much happening and with all the sky just telling the wonders of the glory of our God. Whoa, how amazing. Remember our main scripture that we love to go over, Psalms 19.1. The heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Such a beautiful, beautiful time. The second decan is Pegasus, the winged horse, which we see when we have this earthly beast with this heavenly nature about it. We understand that there is a strength of on earth as it is in heaven. This um, uh, natural nature ascending. It means to go forth and return. He who returns. So we're returning back to our original intent. This isn't a returning of cycling, but returning to the original design Um, the us that Yahweh knew before he formed us and placed us in our mother's womb. The third decan is Cygnus, the swan or the bird of, of passage, flying quickly, shining forth, returning. So we're returning quickly back to our shining and, um, yeah, back to our, our heavenly divine nature. Now, let's look at um, this conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. If you'll go with me there. Saturn means rest. And we get that out of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. There remains a rest. And we are entering into that rest that has remained for us. I'm in the Francis Rolston book. And... um, That's what I'm reading out of. And let's look at this. And Jupiter uh, means Zadok. So it's that priest. It's that king priest, that Melchizedek order. Um, The, I, I always love to, Yahweh told me to call Saturn the Melchizedek because it looks like a big bowl. That would carry wealth. And Melchizedek is that chancellor over um, the storehouses of Yahweh. And that we, we re, um, requisition and receive out of these storehouses and enter that rest. And understanding that Jupiter, that ancient, he means justice and truth, that Zadok. <clears throat> so we understand that. Um, you know, there are so many scriptures of, um, and prophecies and promise of this great star that would announce the birth of Christ for the Magi to find him in Bethlehem, um, 1400 years before the place over the very center of the future possessions of the descendants of Jacob had been predicted. Wow. 
The prediction of Balaam was double and doubly filled that Messiah, the bright and morning star, should come out of Jacob from Jacob's posterity, and also that a literal star should come forth um, at or over the land of Jacob's inheritance to announce as arrived the time of that greater coming, the first appearance of the desire of all nations. So even in the Zo- Zoroaster, um, the Persian Magi, who they knew about this star that would appear in the future. And they were told to go worship the Great One whose birth it announced. Probably um, Zoroaster was uh, a disciple of Daniel, who would have been acquainted with Daniel's prophecy of 70 weeks, which appears um, fixed at the time of Messiah's ministry. So he would have been acquainted with the traditions of antediluvian astronomy, and he would know about this invisible star in coma. Um, so it has now been invisible some 1,700 years. Did it shine on Abraham when the Lord bade him look toward heaven and said, So shall thy seed be? Had it shone on Seth and Enoch? When the family of Seth, dividing and naming the stars, had called this constellation the head of the desired, the promised seed of the woman, so interested, will it be connected with the sign of the son, the coming of the son of man at his second coming? Whoa. So the bright star which appeared between Cephas and Cassiopeia in the years 945, 1264, and 1572, the last time being observed by Tycho, the great Danish astronomer, is considered to have probably been the same star at its periodical return of about 300 years. It appeared in 1604 in the constellation Ophiuchus and was observed by Kepler. He even conjectured that it might have been the star of Bethlehem, but it was not vertical over Jerusalem. And the star that Kepler was near the elliptic just over the planets Jupiter and Saturn then in conjunction, just the same as it's going to be here on um, December 21st. How interesting is that? So the Magi knew um, that it would come to the inheritance of Israel to seek the king of the Jews. So interesting. In the midnight of the winter solstice, at the time of the birth of Christ, in the sign Virgo arose, as the season advanced, it would be on the meridian at that time, and the star in coma would be vertical apparently standing over the predicted spot long enough to mark it during the visit of the homage of these magi as they followed the predicted star observing its position at midnight and it stood over Jerusalem and they stopped the slight difference in position between Jerusalem and Bethlehem and they said by an oriental tradition to have recognized by beholding the reflection of the star in a well, by the reflection of the sun in the well of Syene, it is known the line of the tropic was determined, 
and by its declension the lapse of years since the well was dug was this well of which David retained such loving remembrance of which he longed to drink. The scripture does not give us reference on that, but how poetic, right? So Job knew of this star. The Moabites and the Midianites knew of this primeval light. Balaam evidently knew and believed the immortality of the soul and the blessedness of the righteous after the death of the body. The light so vivid in the time of Job still shone on him. The Magi, and <clears throat> they brought the gifts to the feet of the infant Savior, whose first fruits of the Gentile world was displayed. Balaam need not to announce his coming. All antiquity was looking for the desire of the nations, the promised seed of the woman, the conqueror of the serpent, as foreshown by the constellation and the prophecy they figured. But he announced that the time and place of his manifestation should be declared by the arising of another star at the time of his birth over the locality of his future kingdom. Seth is said to have previously given forth the same prediction, whether a new creation or the return of a periodical star. It's time, as now, that of comets being calculated by those wonderful first astronomers. Only divine wisdom could foretell, as was foretold, that at its appearance he should be born the expected Messiah, the King of the Jews. In ancient tradition, a star is a symbol of divinity. The Jews still expect a star to herald Messiah. In their ancient books, the Zohar, they say, When Messiah shall be revealed, a bright and shining star shall arise in the east. They expect this star to be seen at the coming of their Messiah. A remarkable conjunction of the planets of our system took place a short time before the birth of our Lord in the year of Rome, 747. Um, There were conjunctions of Jupiter and Saturn in that year that appear as a star. And the interesting thing is um, such conjunctions have been spoken of by astrologers, but no great events seem to have been marked by them unless it was the prophesied star of Bethlehem, they could not have signified the birth of the king of the Jews. Very interesting. Um, Excuse me, my throat is like being strange tonight. So this great rare conjunction on December 21st, Jupiter and Saturn lining up. Very interesting. And this new age, this new aeon of time, that even the cosmos, the earth, and all of heaven, that Yahweh himself is orchestrating, that angels are heralding, that in humanity we are seeing. So I encourage us over the next two weeks to not get caught up in the <clears throat> the earthly things, but to look and prepare our bodies to vibrate in these higher dimensions 
and live on this higher vibration earth. So shalom, shalom, watch the skies this month and just ascend into the house of Reuben. Ascend into the place of rest, of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Ascend into the house of our Father Yahweh, the house of many mansions. Yes, he has so much, so much blessing he's pouring out for us. So let's look and think on these things. Shalom.